What are you most excited about? People's eyes open wide and more often than not, they can't give a straight answer. To help them get to an answer, I often rephrase it to one of these. What's the one thing you want out of life? That's one small step for man. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. We choose to go to the moon, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. I have a dream. You can't handle the truth. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you. Welcome to the Super You Podcast. I love these episodes. Today, we're going to pull from my audible version of my number one bestseller, The Focus Project. Perhaps you've been listening along all this time. Uh, this is the third year we've done this, but we pull clips from the book because this is the time of year when we kind of reset and most importantly, refocus, try to identify what are those big things we want to accomplish in the months ahead. And also, if you want the full version of the book, The Focus Project, it's available in every format that you can imagine on Amazon, who's also our sponsor of today's show. So Amazon Prime, if you don't have Prime, I would get it because you can return basically anything that you want. If it doesn't fit, just send it back. Very easy. And whenever you order something from someone else, you're like, oh my gosh, why didn't I just order this from Amazon Prime? So again, if you want the full version of the book, whether that's Audible version, whether that's Kindle, whether that's paperback, just go to Amazon.com. Again, my hope is the tips on today's show help you focus on your big things versus the busy ones. People always ask me, why'd you write the focus book? Why'd you write it right now? And essentially it's because people in this unfocused world are having a tough time getting the big things done rather than just being busy. But there's also a saying out there that there's only two reasons to write a book, to change yourself or to change the world. If executed properly, the reason I wrote this book is not only to help change me, but to help others create positive change. Like all of us, I experience a lot of self-talk, that little voice rattling around inside our heads, constantly chatting and chirping at us. My self-talk for this book went something like this. Hey Eric, is there even a need for this book? How is it different? Why should you be the one writing it? When you write it, why not just give us the facts of your research and findings? Why are you telling it through the lens of your personal journey? This last question harped at me the most. Why are you making it personal? The most common question and self-doubt circling in my mind was, who cares about my own personal insights and day-to-day triumphs and struggles with focus? Some people with whom I consulted about this book shared the same concern. However, the majority encouraged me to marry my own experiences in street science with rigorous institutional research and findings They wanted to see someone else go through the actual struggle and experimentation. People love guinea pigs so long as they aren't the guinea pig. I would serve as the guinea pig. During this project, my daughters and I finished reading a young adult fiction book I'd written. They wanted to start a new book and begged that I read this manuscript to them. That's right. My elementary age daughters helped edit this book. So be gentle in your criticism. After finishing the first chapter, my second grade daughter innocently looked at me with wide eyes and said, Daddy, that is what Miss Hernandez is always telling our class, that we need to focus, people. Even though your journey 
in your particular focus project will be different from mine. Having a Sherpa alongside pointing out pitfalls, inside secrets, and secret passages will ease your journey. Consider me your focus Sherpa. I'm hopeful that making this book personal will also make it more entertaining. So for those who hate this marriage of personal anecdotes and findings alongside science and research, feel free to put this book down. As for the rest of you crazy lot, please enjoy listening in the pages ahead. Each month, I select one big item as my focus. However, the bulk of each chapter provides tips on how to develop the lifelong habits necessary for focusing on the important versus the immediate. How we can start leading our best lives starting today. I've been fortunate to travel to 55 countries and reach over 35 million people this decade. While I speak on stage for a living, I spend my life offstage listening. One of my favorite questions to ask is, what are you most excited about? People's eyes open wide and more often than not, they can't give a straight answer. To help them get to an answer, I often rephrase it to one of these. What's the one thing you want out of life? If in the next six weeks, I can wave a magic wand and make your wildest dream happen, what would it be? If you were to die tomorrow, what would be your one regret? When a person realizes what they want, their eyes light up. A light bulb is turned on. I follow up with this question. What is preventing you from getting what you want? Interestingly, the answers are universally the same. People can't get what they want because they don't have the time, energy, or money right now. But they all strongly believe they'll have those resources in the future. Not today, but tomorrow will certainly be better. Guess what? Tomorrow never comes. We all have the same number of hours in each day. Given this equality, why do leaders seem to be able to focus even when they have 20,000 employees or teammates and a million to-dos and thousands of people reaching out to them for their attention? The answer? Through constant practice, they have become better at focusing. Their ability to focus is the reason they are in leadership positions. They are also sufficiently self-aware to understand that focus is a daily battle. Losing sight of this, they could easily topple from the mountain. The most common response I receive from the leaders when I ask how they maintain success and happiness is this. Understanding where I want to go and having the ability to focus on what matters to get there. It's a habit I'll never perfect, but I practice it every day. Whatever reason compelled you to listen to this book, my hope is it inspires you to take the next step. The next steps being number one, determine what you want out of life and what makes you happy. Number two, intentionally focus on this each and every day. And number three, start your own focus project by picking one thing each month, each day to hyper-focus on. We can't go back in life to make a new beginning, but we certainly can begin today to make a new ending. Let's begin learning how to focus in this highly unfocused world. Chapter one, growth. There we stood, toe to toe, my wife Anna Marie and I screaming at each other at the top of our lungs. Well, truth be told, Anna Maria was screaming and I was calmly, perhaps one might objectively say annoyingly, repeating, relax, 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 which one can imagine was causing the exact opposite reaction. I might as well have lit a match at a nitroglycerin plant. The stage setting this dramatic scene, our kids were running late for the school bus, resulting in us arguing about who was at fault. Who wasn't doing enough to get the kids ready on time? 
which of us was not pulling his or her weight. In reality, we were both pulling more than enough weight. We were pulling more and more. Yet we weren't focusing on pulling the weight that specifically needed pulling. We were both equally guilty of trying to cut down a tree with a hammer when a chainsaw was easily within reach. Or, more likely, we should have chosen a different path in the first place, one that didn't have a tree blocking the way in the first place. There had to be a better path. The argument Anna Maria and I were having was silly. When we peeled back the layers of the onion, we weren't yelling at the other person, we were yelling at ourselves. Interestingly, we all have the ability to change this scene, but we keep repeating it. We are no better than a hamster on a wheel. One might argue worse. At least the hamster is getting exercise. Put simply, we should have put a mirror in front of us and started yelling at the reflection. Every day you're later scrambling. How can this be? Why are you taking on so much stuff that you can't prioritize what is important, like being relaxed and enjoying time with the kids before school? Get to bed early so you can get up early and be well rested and get the kids to the school bus early. Quit saying yes to everything that's small. Doing that won't allow you to say yes to the big things in life. The email can wait. Tie the kids' shoes for heaven's sakes. I have to make the hard choices and select great opportunities while discarding the merely good ones. Again, we're yelling at ourselves when we do that. For you, it might be that another day slipped by when you didn't find time to practice yoga. Or maybe you've been saying you'll take guitar lessons for five years, but so far you've yet to touch a guitar. Or the book you're writing was to be completed eight years ago, yet there it sits, half finished and collecting dust. After the kids were off to school, Anna Marie and I looked at each other, apologized, and then laughed at how ridiculous we had just been. It was January 3rd, and we both agreed this focus project couldn't begin soon enough. This show is produced by Jake Brin, Maritza Gutierrez, and Kelsey Gomez, and it's made possible by you, our listeners. So thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. Obviously, we have these shows that we do at the beginning of the year. It's the third year we've done it to where we give you tips and clips from the number one bestseller, The Focus Project. But obviously we have our regular show. Those are me sitting down with guests. That might be me talking about some late topic that we get a question on, whether that's artificial intelligence, or it could be I get interviewed on another show, or some of our more popular episodes are when we have seven super tips or we sit down with guests that we interview or get tips from Elon Musk, from Jeff Bezos, uh, from Miley Cyrus, on down the line. So again, tune in each and every week to the Super You Podcast. We're trying to do more than one show a week, so let us know how that's going. But until next time, this is your host, Eric Qualman. A lot of you know me as Equal Man. Reminding all of us, it's not what we take from the world, it's what we leave behind. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you. 